Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Real Jiro Quinn, episode 894. We continue to rewatch the epic series just concluded, Snowfall. Of course, we did seasons four through six. Now we're going back and reviewing seasons one through three. Uh, we, we go to episode two, Make Them Birds Fly. Uh, this was, of course, the second episode of the series um we saw in the beginning franklin um learns his first lesson of the drug game the hard way uh themes family ties we learn more and more about both the saint family and the bill and the wave of family in particular the bill and the wave of family in terms of how how they conduct their business um and also what the consequences from from uh lucia and Pedro's move uh, in terms of stealing from their own family, in essence. We begin with the deep dive. Um, Avi is our deep is the deep dive for, for this particular uh, this particular episode. Avi is the epitome of the drug game. He is dangerous. He is alluring, exciting, and deadly. I think that this character. The actor just does a brilliant job, a brilliant job playing this character, and did throughout the course of the of the time that he was on, uh, he, that he was on before, of course, he was taken off. Well, I shouldn't say. I mean, I'm, well, spoiler alert. Uh, the, I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. This actor did a tremendous job, and he in this particular episode, and really throughout the course, if you watch Stonefall throughout the entire six season run. Every scene that he was in, he almost nearly stole every scene that he was in. He now they did not use Avi a lot. He was a continuously a recurring character. I don't think Avi was ever a starring character. Definitely not a starring character in the first two in the first two seasons. But when he when he was in a scene, he owned the scene. Um, again, he was everything. That again, if the, if the drug game was a person, Avi would be. It would be Avi, because he's every. I mean, he's everything that he's everything that the drug game is made up of. And uh, he takes. You know, he, you know, we're seeing him beginning to take uh, a caring to taking a liking to Franklin, and we saw, of course, in this episode that their relationship developed that much more. Um. In various scenes, in particular the scene where uh, Franklin drives one of his men to the hospital before he gives him his uh, before he gives him the, the keys, uh, the second uh, set of uh, key uh, uh, keys that uh, Franklin earned, of course, by flipping the first key um, with the help of Claudia, with the help of Claudia, and of course with the help of of, um, of Auntie Louie. So this again, this is a character who. Uh, is that you're going to see certainly see a lot of throughout the course of this series, and right now, for these first two episodes, Abby, you know, even though he was a recurring character, Abby was really one of the main characters throughout the first very early on, uh, especially in this particular season. Uh, he had a major role in terms of what uh, in terms of what was going on. You see him dealing with Teddy. You see him dealing with Franklin. You see him. Um, so he he was a he was a powerful figure, in throughout the course throughout the course of these first 
a uh, couple of episodes and again some uh, certain uh, character that you that you're going to hear a lot from um throughout the course of this series now no mistake and in, in this especially in these first two episodes the thing that you might mistake I before is a clown he's not a clown as as he calls himself eccentric Teddy called him a lunatic he is you know with the with the personality that he has, with the lots of had, like you know, you saw him bowling, uh, bowling uh, champagne bottles or bottles of Louis fourteen. I don't think that was champagne, but that was some expensive liquor. Take all that, put all that aside. Obvious about his business. He's about his business at the end of the day. Um, you, you see throughout the course of this episode that he doesn't trust Teddy and how cautious he is in terms of that. You see him put Franklin throughout the first these first two episodes through various tests, trying to test his loyalty and see if Franklin's for real. So again, don't let Avi, don't let Avi's personality and the bravado and the, you know, the golden gun and the nice house and all that. Don't let that, don't let that fool you in terms of what type of person and what type of character he was. He was serious about, he is serious about his business. And about you know about his money, about uh, and about his about his business in, in general. So that's that is a mistake. Um, if you think that this guy is just somebody who's just you know is a, just a clown and just out there you know playing this just this caricature in, in a way, he's yeah he's in a way he's playing that he could be clownish and he can come off as a caricature of, of uh, a caricature of the. The out of control drug lord, you know, the eccentric, over the top criminal. But I think they do the writers. The writers do a good job of reeling the character in and showing you how serious he is about his business. And you'll see a quote over the course of the season and of the series how many gems he drops to Franklin. He dropped one in this episode, if you remember, as Franklin. Matter of fact, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it oh, when we get into uh, best scenes. So best scenes, Pedro, Gustavo, and Lucia have a meeting. Pedro and Gustavo, Pedro and Lucia are flustered because Gustavo is running late. Um, they are nervous, waiting for the money, wondering, what, you know, waiting for the money, wondering um, what happened and wondering what transpired. And of course, uh, Gustavo arrives late. We see Gustavo doing some work to his car uh, at the beginning before the meeting. We'll find out later what why that was why that was. Um, so they get into it because Gustavo does not have the money. Gustavo flips him a bag, uh, gives Pedro a bag with the picture with the family picture. He wants to know what ha- why you have why did you have me stealing from your own family? Uh, Gustavo was able to put together that. That they were um, indeed stealing from um, some from their own family, stealing from uh, Pedro's father at that. And Gustavo, of course, ended up killing the bodyguard Max during that course of the during that uh, during the robbery. Uh, he got the money, but ended up killing Max, which set off a whole you know a bunch of shit within the building the Wave family. So Pedro gets frustrated, pulls a gun on Gustavo. Gustavo Lucia calms Pedro down or sends Pedro off. Sends Pedro off saying, hey, you know, what are you doing? We're not going to get the money this way. And Gustavo says, hey, you'll get the money when I feel safe. 
Now, a couple of things happened here. Number one, it is clear early on. Even you didn't even have to you don't you didn't even have to see the entire series or this season or episodes moving forward to know like if you watch this, if if this if you watch this for the first time, you recognize clearly that Lucille has the power amongst between her and her and Pedro. That is the Lucille is the one that is kind of making things that is kind of we saw this over the course of this episode in a, in a later scene that it is Lucille who you know is is calling shots. So she sends Pedro off. This you know allows her and then Gustavo over the course of this episode to get closer. You see her uh, over the course of this episode really give uh, Gustavo a a kind of a tour of the family business. Uh, take them to the the cookhouse in essence, not, or in essence where they cut where they were cutting the coke, uh, cutting the cocaine. You see that uh, she promises uh, uh, Gustavo, you know, gets him to quit the gym and promises and says that he can buy that gym, that he can buy that gym in two months. Um, says and basically tells in, a, in another scene in the gym, she tells Gustavo that we will give you uh, basically all access. Now, this is without Pedro, of course. But we will give you all access to to everything if you. But we need the but we need the money. So uh, we see later on that Pedro, not Pedro, Gustavo indeed does give uh, ends up giving Lucille the money. The money was hidden in Gustavo's truck. So he gives them the money, and they go about. He gives them the money, and they were able to, uh, of course, pay. Um, Hey, Teddy Mac and also uh, Alejandro with that meeting. Franklin, Sissy, and, and uh, Arnold. Arnold, of course, works is uh, Sissy, of course, works for Arnold. Uh, Franklin, now this is very, this thing you have Sissy needing the help of Franklin to kick out a tenant, which I, I think it was to me was kind of strange. Like, I don't understand why you would take your son with you to kick out to help kick out a tenant like i i mean i guess uh, from a terms of lifting stuff but i you know or i don't i don't know what you know i, I don't know if sissy was trying to prove a point to franklin or she just needed the help from a physical standpoint of lifting of lifting boxes and moving boxes but anyway sissy kicks one of the ten, uh kicks one of the tenants out if you remember the tenant <laughs> kanisha from uh lean on me and also, she she been been around uh, Karen Melina Melina White, who's been around forever, seemingly been around for at least she was in lead on me was in eighty nine, so she's been been around for a minute, at least thirty plus years. Uh, this episode, of course, is shot in two thousand seventeen, so she's been around. She plays the tenant who's getting kicked out. Uh, she's you know basically, of course, not happy about it, getting kicked out due to not paying rent. Uh, Sissy finds out that she's trying to hide some milk bones, some some uh, a bottle of uh, milk and um, chicken bones that uh, that are uh, uncooked chicken bones. They put it. She put it in uh, in one of the vents to seem seem like the place was unlivable. Uh, so so uh, Lucille, not Lucille, Sissy finds that out. Tells Franklin to uh, you know open the vent. And then you see Arnold, who is who owns all the tenants. Uh, for a couple of things with him, he 
basically, you know, grab sissy, not grab sissy, but touch his sissy's side. I don't think he didn't touch her butt, but touch her, you know, you know, had a gentle touch for sissy on her waist. Franklin noticed that. Then Arnold, then he gets into it with the tenants. Uh, and then you see the one, the tenant that's getting kicked out, Miss Perkins. That was her name. Miss Perkins, she throws the chicken bones at Arnold's car. Sissy gets Arnold out out of the way, says, I'll take care of it. Then she starts to threaten to call the sheriff on on Miss Perkins and what have you. You had a whole big, you know, big refuffle, if you want to call that, or big argument between Sissy and Miss Perkins and some of the other tenants who are not happy that Miss Perkins is being put out, despite the fact that she could that she is not able to pay her rent. Uh so I guess I, I guess Sissy, you know, wanted to take Franklin to see uh so we learn more about Sissy and what she does in her day to day. Uh later on in the scene you have Franklin saying, you know, I wish basically that those milk bones would have went through the window and she said, you know, hey, show some respect. Uh that guy writes my checks. So you immediately see with that job, like this mentality of, I don't want to say a slave mentality for Sissy, but this this mentality of her being dependent on this guy who seemingly is a is a is a, is a slumlord in a sense, or who seemingly is the clear is who seemingly is not a good guy as far as a landlord. We'll we'll learn more about him over the course of the series, but uh, you can tell Franklin's not happy. Uh, with the with the with the current situation, with the you know, Franklin's not ha- you know, didn't seem happy about his mom and, and and her workplace situation. We'll see how that plays out, and we see, we'll certainly see how that plays out later on in the season throughout the course of this series. Romero, who plays uh, Pedro's father, Lucy and Pedro, so they have this big meeting at the house. Romero, of course, along with uh, Lucia's father. Lucia's father, of course, is in charge of the family business. He says in 21 years, no one has ever stolen from him in 21 years. He suspects that this is clearly an inside job that the person who stole it, stole the money, knew where the, knew where the money knew where the money was at. Uh, so he brings all the family, he says, and he immediately recognizes that it could that this is uh that um somebody very close very close uh for this off you see uh pedro and lucio amongst uh, amongst the other villain the waivers and uh so family associates there and immediately max of course is dead so he throws he kills max's brother javier uh to make the set an example make an example of a threat romero threatens to kill to investigate anyone to investigate any and everyone even in that room until until his money comes back paid and basically paid in full. So uh with that being said, you have Pedro and Lucille just, you know, kind of obviously concerned and obviously needing to get their needing to get the business going so they can repay so they could uh that money make sure that money uh is returned and make sure that money put the make sure that money is back. Um now the initial reason why they stole from it, they needed a certain they needed a certain amount of money to get their to get business kind of get business started and to make various deals uh to pay Alejandro. So that is why they stole from uh that is why they stole uh from you know from Ramiro. 
the plan, the initial plan was to still make the money back and return it without him ever noticing, noticing, uh, noticing that, noticing not the greatest of plan because it was just too much that too many things that could go wrong. Like you, the idea that there wasn't going to be a bodyguard in that house of a drug kingpin. So it was not a well thought out plan, even though Gustavo ended up getting the money. It just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't a plan that was well thought out of. And we'll see how that played. We would certainly see how it plays out over the course of the season uh, with this, with this Bill in the Wave, situ- with this situation within the Bill in the Wave family. Franklin, Lenny, and Ray Ray. So Franklin goes to Claudia to get, um, to get his money. Uh, so he gives her to get his money. She initially tried, initially was not going to give him the full 30,000 and said, Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you part, you know, partial pay along with basically offering him maybe some of the benefits of the club that include the women or maybe even some, some of the drugs or what have you. Franklin's all about the business. So she all about the business. So he, uh, you know, basically calmly in essence, demands the money, she recognizes that Franklin's about the business, gives him the full payment. Um, we briefly then see her excuse herself to go talk to two young gentlemen who would be Lenny and Ray Ray. Um, they don't look happy as they as they speak to her briefly and walk out and walk out the club. Um, she comes back to Franklin, says everything is cool. Uh, Franklin takes the money, heads out. Before well, before that, they get into a conversation about what transpired with Louis. Uh, Claudia says, you know, she had that basically Louie had it coming and, and Franklin, you know, basically tried to get Claudia to admit that she was wrong in terms of pulling the gun on, pulling a gun out on, on him. Uh, she doesn't you know. She says, you know, she says, doesn't apologize and says that he's showing his age, uh, by, you know, by, uh, inquiring in terms of acquiring, having a conversation like that. Uh, so. We kind of have a, a mini back and forth, nothing too serious. But then we see Franklin walk out the club uh, and get jumped by Lenny and Ray Ray. They take the bag, which it had all, which had the thirty thousand dollars, and also take his bike. Lenny uh, pulls a gun. Ray Ray pulls a gun on him. Uh, Ray Ray pulls a gun on him, and Lenny says, "We already got the bag. Let's go." So the assumption is that these were competitor. These were guy. These were guys that. We're, we're dealing with Lenny. We're dealing with Claudia. Franklin has come in with a better product, by far a better product. Is the, the, I mean, Franklin's the product, that, the keys that Franklin are getting from uh, Avi are certainly a higher level product than anything what Ray Ray or what Lenny were doing. Uh, so it's competition. So, you know, it's all a part of the drug game. Things were going too smooth for Franklin throughout the first quarter, first two episodes, throughout the first episode and a half so man, this was necessary like you you can't you can't be on a bike no muscle uh i think louis gave him a gun i don't think he carried it uh i don't think he was carrying that gun but listen this, this is not a one-man thing the drug game is not a one-man thing franklin learned that the hard way even lenny and ray ray were a twosome and certainly were a twosome and certainly it's not going to be the last we see of lenny and ray ray uh, we'll see that. We'll see them in upcoming episodes, and we'll see how Franklin deals with this particular particular situation. The first really major problem or conflict that Franklin had to deal with uh, that that 
that, that uh, Franklin had to deal with. We'll see how he deals with this um, in, in upcoming episodes. MVP is Avi. Avi, again, a scene stole a scene stiller in every every scene he had in this particular episode. He was stole the scenes, whether it's with Teddy, whether it was with, with Franklin, um, with Franklin, or he's just or he's bowling, you know, champagne bottles or or you know, Louis the Fourteen bottles. He was the MVP uh, of this episode. I could have made a case for the drug game being the MVP because again, early, you know, things were just going too smooth for Franklin. The drug, we all know anybody that knows anything about the drug game or has been in a drug game understands that it's not that it's not going to go that smooth ever, and that you your life is at stake twenty four seven. So Franklin is able to realize realizes that um, it took an episode and a half. Uh, basically, uh, almost two episodes from the to be you know really threatened in a real way or harmed in a real way. But he learned that the hard way at the end of this past ep- at the end of uh, this uh, last second episode. But the MVP, without question, is uh, was Avi. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Bill Podcast. We will be back with episode three, season one, episode three of the hit series, the epic series Snowfall. So long.